good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Lighthouse Discipleship Center. Uh, we're doing a Bible study tonight on the new you and the Holy Spirit. And uh, my name is Dave Everett. This is my wife, Sherry. And so we, we thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we're Hopefully we're live tonight. We're uh, on a new platform. Uh, we've been on a new platform for the last few weeks, and we've had some hiccups uh, the last few weeks, so we're just hoping tonight that we're, we're, we're live. So, uh, Sherry, just giving us a, a rundown. Good on Facebook with oh. sound. Facebook's good? Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway. So, uh, anyway. Sorry, just for that interruption. So here we are again. We're doing a, a Bible study tonight. We're on lesson three. We've had some hiccups the last few weeks off and on, so we, we're kind of uh, chopping out this first chapter. But we're talking about the New You and the Holy Spirit. This book is actually two books in one, and it talks about who you who we are in Christ. And when you're born again, uh, we become a new creation in Christ. We need to know who we are, and so this is kind of a uh, introductory to who we are. But even for us who who are believers, it's important to be reminded who we are. In Christ, and then uh, the second part of the book, which we'll get to later in our study, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He's our teacher. He's our counselor. He he he, he empowers us to live this Christian life. And so uh, we're going to talk about the new you and the Holy Spirit. So anytime we have someone get saved in our church or to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we always give them this book. And then we uh, so we're now we're we're actually doing a teaching on it. So uh, we've been talking the last few weeks. I know we've been chop, hit and miss because of our, our just technology technology uh, difficulties. But we're trying to make it better. So we can we can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on uh, uh, Facebook Live. You can watch it on our, our website at lighthousesappleship.org. Either way, as long as we get a recording, especially on Facebook, we will archive all the all the teachings on our YouTube channel, and then we also uh, archive them all on our website. So they're all there. Uh, anyway, so uh, thank you for joining us again tonight. So we're gonna we're gonna dive in. We're hoping to, to finish chapter one today, and we're gonna pick it up mid chapter, and we're gonna pick it up uh, under the section heading on page ten. Uh, knowledge unlocks experience. So Sherry will narrate for us, and then I will, or we will, uh, talk about it. So, right. Knowledge from God's Word helps you comprehend what took place in your life at salvation. You began an eternal relationship with the most wonderful person in the universe. Knowing and following Him will bring you unspeakable joy. Salvation Salvation isn't just going to heaven when you die. God wants you to start experiencing your salvation benefits immediately. This requires knowledge from His Word. As you understand and act on that knowledge, you'll experience the benefits of your salvation. God has given you everything you need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Second Peter 1 verses 2 through 4. The knowledge of God gives you access to his promises. By believing and acting on them, you'll partake of his divine nature. This means you'll experience all of God's love, joy, peace, health, deliverance, prosperity, etc. that's already in your spirit now by Christ Jesus. As your thinking changes to line up with your born-again spirit, your life will change too. For instance, Perhaps you've spent your entire life hating Mondays. You've always given it over to the devil by believing, speaking, and expecting it to be a bad day. Just because you were born again doesn't mean that all of your negative attitudes and thought patterns have changed yet. Monday will be the same as before until knowledge from God's word causes you to understand 
and act differently toward it. As the word changes the way you believe, speak, and expect things to be, you'll start experiencing your salvation benefits, even on Mondays. All right, well, thank you, Sherry. So, uh, again, we're picking up mid-chapter on, on the first chapter of the New Year and the Holy Spirit. The, the New Year, the first chapter is, called, is entitled, Understanding, or to Understand Your Salvation. Now, when we become born again, and this is good not just for new believers, but this is good for those of us who, I guess you call us veterans, but we've been saved for a, a number of months or years or whatever the case may be for you. Uh, you know, it's very simple to receive Christ. You just have to hear the gospel, believe the gospel, receive it. And, and, and scripturally, you just need to confess, uh, uh, believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that He died and He rose again for you. And it's not just reciting that those words or reciting a prayer, although that can be part of the process. It's believing in your heart. That's the key. Uh, you got to believe that Jesus died for you. You got to believe that He rose again. And then you just have to simply receive it, uh, you know, and, and say, ask Jesus to come into your life, and Jesus be Lord of your life. So it's easy to become born again. You just have to, Jesus did all the work. We just have to receive it. He gave us the gift of salvation. He gave us the gift of righteousness. He gave us the gift of sanctification. And, and the list can go on with, we can talk about all those time things, our aspects of salvation. But we just have, simply have to hear the gospel, believe the gospel, and believe it. But now that we are saved, we need to be trained. We need to, we need to, and, and we'll spend the rest of our lives knowing, getting to know God. But, and getting to know who we are in Christ. But, and then one of the main scriptures that we've used here, and we used to, I know we've said the last few weeks, and I, I get my weeks mixed up, and I know we've had some uh, internet, uh, our live stream challenges. But, uh, and if you're following the book, we're on pages 10 and 11. Uh, but I just, uh, it says in, 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 in there in Second uh, Peter chapter one and two, two to four, which I love that passage of scripture, that everything we need for life and godliness is is is, is in the knowledge of Christ. As we get to know Him, we can uh, we we can. It goes on to say that we can be partakers of His divine nature. We just need the knowledge of God. We need to understand our salvation. I keep going back to you, but the parable of the sower is found in Matthew thirteen. But it talks about the seed of God's word being sown in four different kinds of soil. All four kinds of soil heard the word of God. So hearing the word of God is not just enough. It's it's important. You can't believe. But the only the soil, only the soil that heard it and understood it, did the seed of the word of God become fruitful. So it's not enough just to hear it, but you can't understand something you don't hear. So we need to hear it. Uh, but hearing it is only part of the process. Hearing it is only the seed being sown. You know, if you if you if you go out into your yard or garden or whatever and some piece of uh, some dirt and you plant a bunch of seed, that's only the first step. That's a major step. You can't have a crop without planting the seed. <laughs> but you also can't have a crop just by planting the seed. You need to water it. You need to nurture it so it can grow. Once it's sown, it's sown. You, you can't, in one sense, you can't make it grow. You can't make it sprout and germinate. No, God's already ordained for the soil and the nutrients and, and the seed to, to do its thing. Your responsibility as a farmer or a gardener is to nurture it. By fertilizing it if you need to. If by watering it, by making sure it has the proper sunshine. Uh, depending on the nature of the crop, it doesn't get too hot or it doesn't get too cold. Uh, you know, some, some seeds are a little more fragile in some environments. And some seeds won't grow in every environment. And that's, that's another thing for us. You know, if we need to have a healthy environment, we need to have a good church. We need to have a good pastor or pastors. We need to have good fellowship. We need all these things if we're going to grow, just like a child. You know, if, just because you conceive a child, it needs to have a healthy home. Mom and dad, and it needs to have a healthy environment. It needs to uh, have a good education and, and other things. It needs, in education, just, and education itself is not enough. It needs to have playmates. It needs to have, learn to, to socialize. It needs to have good discipline. Um, you know, and so everything needs to be healthy for that child. That child is going to grow and become a mature adult when it becomes of age. 
It needs to have all the saints in its childhood and its development. So in this book, in this chapter, I know we're rehashing some names over and over again, but it's important. We need to understand who we are. And so it's all found in the knowledge of God. And so, so uh, and even us who have been believers for a while, we still need to be discipled. We still need to learn. You know, there's some things that even as an adult, I have to go back to just the basics. <laughs> you know, there's an old poem, I think it's a poem, uh, or article. Everything I needed to know, I found, I learned in kindergarten. <laughs> you know, I learned how to eat, and learned how to take naps, and learned how to do different things. I, and there's a long list of things in that uh, poem and article. Um, but it's so true. We learn a lot of our basics in elementary, our elementary years. Uh, we, we might learn some other adult things later on. But if you don't understand the basics, uh, no matter how well educated or financial you offer or different things, you're, you're going to struggle in life. <laughs> if you don't know how to some simple hygiene, how to take care of yourself, if you don't have, know how uh, some, how to uh, be kind to one another, be get along with others, you're going to have a hard time in life. Uh, you know, there's some basic things. If you don't know how to how to take eat, you know, uh, eat a good diet and and and, and, and sleep enough, you're going to struggle. You know, the, uh, it's been funny. I've been working on some major projects right now, uh, and so I've been staying up late, getting up early, getting up earlier than usual, and I've been I've been taking less breaks. And and sometimes life gets busy, but at the same point in time, life can't always be like that. I got to take some breaks. I got to get some sleep. I got to have time off. But, you know, sometimes uh, there, there are seasons at times, you know, and, and, and there, are, there are seasons of life where things can be busy. But there, there's just some basic things you have to learn in kindergarten, you know. Uh, and so, anyway, I, I just hope I'm, my points come, come clear. We have to, Jesus didn't call us to make converts. He called us to make disciples of all nations. A disciple, the word disciple, the word discipline in the Greek are almost, almost identical. A disciple is a discipline learner. And I'm not just talking about being a scholar. There, there, there might be a, a place for that. I think everyone should go to Bible school. Not necessarily to become a pastor or missionary or evangelist. Uh, those are, there, there are a few people who are selected God's call for that. But we're all able ministers. And we all need to be discipled. We all need to be grounded in God's word and be established in who we are in Christ. Because if we don't, the enemy can come, just like with the parable of the sower, and he can come and steal the seed. He can come and choke out the seed. He can come and, 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 and you know, a child, unless they're taught well and, and grounded in, in who they are, their identity, their self-esteem, and different things, uh, someone could come come into their life like a Charles Mason and come and corrupt their lives, so whoever the case may be. I only use that as an example. I don't know the whole story, but I know Charles Mason was able to manipulate and, 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 and take on some young people in his life. And, and people who are looking for love, people who are looking for, and this is just the way I've heard it, you know. And so, you know, but they were gullible because they were searching. And they were rejected by different people and whatnot. And so, and so they, they took the first person who would accept them. You know, some of these games that people, kids get involved with, are, I mean, if you, if you see some of it, how they are in, uh, accepted by the gang, it becomes family. And it's kind of like the three musketeers, all for one, one for all, uh, type of mentality. You know, it's very, uh, it's hard to, it's, it's, it's one sense, it's easy to get in, in one sense, because I know there's some, some extremes to that. But, uh, uh, it's hard to get out, but uh, they care for each other. They they have each other's back. I mean, cops are that way. You you shoot one cop, you got the whole force behind you, and rightfully so. Uh, you know, and so I'm not uh, suggesting violence, but uh, uh, you know, uh, we got to protect our own, and I, I, I'm all for that. Anyway, I'm not, not going to get political. Uh, anyway, I, I feel like I get on some tangents here. You have something you want to pick back on? No, just the the whole idea of getting knowledge of, of God and everything for life and godliness, again, it boils down to relationship with God, and one of the best ways to get to know Him is by studying the Scripture. Uh, I was trying to find the verse, and maybe Dave can help me, but there's a verse that talked about uh, this one group who they would hear the teaching of the apostles, but then they would turn around and they would search the scriptures for themselves yep. to see if it be so. And, you know, it, it's, I've heard a lot of good teaching in my life, but also some, some bad. 
but I was at least mature enough to either go to a pastor I trusted or go to the Word of God myself and study and see if these be so to make sure that I wasn't the one on, on you know, some off-tangent thing. But, you know, one of, the, one of the, the most fun things to do when Dave and I met was to get to, to know each other. And you're not going to know the, the Word of God to be able to, to withstand some of the stuff that you go through if you don't have His Word in, in, in your heart and easy access. And um, I know Andrew's next section, Renewing Your Mind, will be speaking uh, some more of what I want to share. So I won't tap into that just yet. Um, but it's it's a big deal. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Bible college was to get more grounded in the Word. I know I can do it myself, but sometimes help is needed. You know, with like-minded people, with with good teaching and and good habits of being in the Word, and um, there, there's just a lot a lot to it. And the more you know God, the more happier you're gonna be. You know, uh, Andrew talked about that unspeakable joy that comes and. If you just accept Christ one minute and then the next forget about Him, you know, you might have, have joy, but you won't have the same joy as being in God's Word and seeing all that He has for you. You know, one of our Bible classes we have that's free on our website is called Spiritual Growth Track. And it's by Dwayne Sheriff. He's a pastor. He actually has 13 churches or so, last I heard. Uh, but he's based out of Oklahoma. And uh, anyway... Uh, he, he talked about different things. You know, we need to have a healthy diet. We need to have a healthy uh, environment. You know, you, you know a plant, a tree, a, br a bush, a flower is healthy because it's green, it's blooming, it's growing, it's healthy. The leaves are a good color. Everything's good. You know a child's healthy because it's not too thin, it's not too, not too fat, you know, it just looks healthy. And there are different things that you can tell someone's healthy. You know, there's sometimes I, there's, I come across someone I haven't seen in a while and you know what? They're just looking good. You can just, I don't know what, what their story's been the last few months or years, but they're, they're looking good. Or sometimes I come across someone I haven't seen in a while, and I don't know what's wrong, I don't know what's off, but they're struggling. And you, you just can just tell. But we need to have certain things in our environment, in our lives, that have a healthy environment. For example, we, we need to have good teaching, but if all we're giving teaching, but we're not in the Word of God ourselves, that's not healthy either. You know, uh, you know, I, I like being served. I like going to a nice restaurant, but I also like just going in the fridge myself and getting something to eat when I want to. Uh, and there needs to be balance to that on both sides. It's nice being served, but it's also nice being self-served. You know, it, 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 you know, it's nice having a relationship with the group, but it's nice having a relationship with my wife just one-on-one. -on -one. You know, we, you need to have a relationship with God one-on-one -on -one in His Word, in prayer, you know, I love going, just going for prayer walks. I love just hanging out with God and seeing nature and whatnot. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to get to know God. Just like there's those different ways to have a date. There's different ways that, that, that for friends to get together. Sometimes we'll have a party. Sometimes we'll have a, a potluck. Sometimes we'll uh, sometimes we'll go out to see a movie or, 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 or do something in nature. Go to the beach. Go to the mountains. Have a retreat. There's there's all kinds of different things you can do uh, to, to, to build a relationship. But one of the, as Sherry touched on it, one of the one of the the, the great things about any relationship is getting to know each other. And, you know, once really once you stop getting to know each other, well, sometimes in some ways that relationship can become kind of boring. Uh, I, I will spend all eternity getting to know God. Uh, we're after twenty years of marriage, we're still getting to know each other. There might be, we might learn some of the basics by now, but but we st we're still getting to know each other. And same thing with friendships, same thing with parents and uh, parents, and still getting another child or seeing the different personalities come out and different things and just love watching their kids play and, and watching how they interact and they're getting to know their child. And the same thing with the, the, the child, the child is, is, is uh, curious about everything. What's mom doing? What's dad doing? Why are you doing it? And they'll ask the famous question. Why? 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 Why are you doing that? How come you're doing that? What you doing? What you doing? You know, they're, they're learning. They're observing. They're getting to know you. 
And they're also wanting to, most of the time, the toddler wants to do it themselves. Let me do it. Let me do it. You know? And so, uh, in any, for any relationship, uh, you, you get to know each other. And uh, we, in this relationship, it's a two-way relationship. It's not just, it's not a monologue. Us just praying, making a prayer. If I all I had was friends, all I had was a wife, and all, and she, all she never did was come with me with her wish list. But she never wanted to hear my wish list. <laughs> she never wanted to interact with me. Sometimes it's just nice just hanging out and just 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 being there. Uh, you know, right now we're fortunate because sometimes she works at home. So she works on the other side of the desk. I work on this side of the desk. We don't always interact, but we're there. And that's cool. Now, that's all we ever did and never, never interacted, never ate, never fellowship, never went on a date. That's not gonna, that's not gonna go so well. The relationship is gonna just fade, and so anyway, we've had good friendships before, because of separation, because geographical, someone moves or whatever to disconnect. We say we'll keep in touch, but then end up we don't all the time, and to our bad. But why did we not stay in connection? Because we, you know, you don't see each other, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind, and the the, the relationship just kind of fades. Oh, I don't want my relationship with God to fade. I want to go. I think it can go richer. I think it can get better. Any relationship, you start spending time with that person, despite the faults. I mean, I'm not talking about relationships right now, but you, you know, uh, but there's so much I can get on. You know, you can focus on looking for everything that's wrong with that person, or you can try to find out everything that's right with that person. You can focus on their faults, or you can focus on their good parts. Uh, uh, you, you focus on building the relationship. Don't focus on tearing it apart. Focus on God. Focus on getting to know Him. Not don't just don't let your relationship with God just be your wish list when you have a, a prayer. Yes, He is our God. And yes, He answers prayer, but that's not all He is. He's our Daddy. He's our best friend. He's He's our Savior. He wants to have a relationship with us. Anyway, as we get to know, but as we get to know Him, He's saying. Our, our behavior will change. Our life will change. We'll start talking different. We'll start acting different. We'll start believing different. Because we'll start trusting Him. When You know, it's hard to trust Him when you don't know. Uh, you know, some stranger came in the house. Uh, I'm just not going to trust Him off the back. I'm going to get to know Him. I get people all the time in our church, uh, especially other countries, want me to send them money. I don't know them yet. <laughs> Uh, until God puts up my arm, I'm not going to send me money anyway. But at the same point in time, I don't even know them. I'll tell them, I don't even know you. Why would I send you money? I don't even know you. Let's build a relationship. And if God puts up my heart, then we'll, we'll talk about money. But money should not be the first conversation to get to develop a friendship. <laughs> you know, uh, that, should, that, that, that should come later. And most of my friends don't ask for money. It doesn't mean I haven't given it or they won't give. But that's not how you start a friendship. That's not how you start a relationship. Give me money. Uh, you know, um, there's, there's just something very selfish about that. Um, and I get that there's people in need. I understand that. But uh, um, anyway, uh, build a relationship with God. Get to know Him. And as you do, your life will change. Uh, it will begin to change. Uh, let's read the next section. Renew your mind. Your whole outlook will change as you grow in the knowledge of God and His promises. This is called renewing your mind. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12, 1 and 2. The way you think must match your born-again spirit. At salvation, your spirit became an entirely new creation. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Your born-again spirit is always in agreement with God. The Word will renew your mind to what's already happened in your spirit. God wants you to think and act like Him. By submitting yourself to His Word, your life will change like a caterpillar transforming into a beautiful butterfly. 
Don't allow worldly pressure to squeeze you into its ungodly mold. Renew your mind. Be transformed by the knowledge of God, and your life will increasingly reflect Christ Jesus. All right. Thank you, Sherry. Um, renewing your mind. Now, that's another big topic we could talk all hours for this one. And I'm not going to, hopefully. Uh, but, uh, you know, renewing your mind. You know, the Bible says you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transform is, if you study out the Greek, it's where we get the, it's metamorphosis. The word is actually metamorpho uh, in the Greek. And it's where we get the word metamorphosis. A caterpillar for a butterfly, uh, a tadpole to a frog. There's a transformation taking place. And it's taking place from the inside out, not the outside in. You know, a lot of times we want to change people's behaviors. Especially uh, non-Christians. Uh, you know, they, uh, but you don't change people from the outside in. You change people from the inside out. The, the, the behavior is just a byproduct. It's just a fruit of what's going on in the inside. Uh, whether it's pain, anger, uh, uh, anguish, whatever the case may be. Or whether there's love or the knowledge of God. And as we get to know God and have a relationship with Him, He in us will begin to change our lives from the the inside out. We want to walk holy. We want to walk righteously. But the Bible calls it the fruit of righteousness. He calls it the fruit of holiness. It's a fruit, not the root. The root is not the, the fruit is not the source. The fruit is the byproduct of the root. So as we get to know God, to have a relationship with God, Paul said it this way, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who who lives in me. The life I live, I live by the faith of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As we are crucified with God, as we have a relationship with God, Christ lives his life in us and through us. And it's fruit. It is fruitful. We want to see the fruit of the Spirit activate in our life. Love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, self-control, uh, temperance. I, had, I didn't list all nine. But, it just, but it's a fruit. It's a byproduct. An apple tree doesn't strive to bear fruit. It just abides in the vine. It has a relationship with the vine. It has a relationship. It's, it's abiding. If you will, I, I promise you this. If you're born again and you have a relationship with God and His Word, you have a relationship with a good teaching, good pastor, good whatnot, you have a relationship, you have good fellowship, good friends. And I know with COVID there's some challenges, but still, there's still innovative ways to. To, to get to know each other and 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 and, and, and have have connections and it can be a challenge but there, there are ways and uh and, and, but you have these healthy things in your life you spend time with God you will grow you know if you naturally speaking you stop eating you will die, you will eventually die you stop growing you will die a plant an animal a human being they stop eating. They stop having a good diet. They will eventually die. It might be a little bit of process, depending on on, on, the, on the circumstances, different things. And but the, you know, I want to sign someone's on their deathbed is that they can't keep food down anymore. Uh, you know, and so uh, spiritually speaking, we want to grow. We want to be healthy. We want to be vibrant. We need to abide and find. Jesus said it this way in John fifteen: "Apart from me, you can't do nothing." Abide in me, allow my word abide in you. Ask what you will, and it will be done. And that, that's a whole other subject about asking, and, and which I can get into. But uh, it's just uh, it's about abiding. It's about having this relationship with God. But as we do, we're talking about renewing the mind. We're going to renew our mind. Be transformed by renewing my mind. It says, "Don't be conformed to the." And I'm paraphrasing this, but don't be conformed to the uh, the mold of this world. We're not in the world anymore. We're born again. We're born of God. We're born of Christ. So stop acting like the world. Stop talking like the world. Well, you can't stop talking like the world, acting like the world, if you're still abiding in the world and not in Christ. Now, I understand we have jobs and we, some of us have unbelieving households or our families, so we're not. And so you can't totally, uh, you know, we the world. We're still in the world. We need to have a relationship with the world. Jesus hung out with the public and the sinners, so we're trying to reach them. But the world was not the source of uh, of Jesus's life. <clears throat> you know what? 
And you know what the source of Jesus was? He spent time with the Father. He's, he, he didn't do anything without spending time with his Father. Jesus was God, yes, but he laid his deity down to become a man. And so he and he didn't even start his ministry till he received the Holy Spirit, which we'll talk about in the last part of this this book. Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit. He relied on his relationship with God in the flesh. I'm not talking about Jesus as God. I'm talking about Jesus as the Son of Man. He laid that 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 deity down to become a man. When he was resurrected, he he has that back again. And yes, he was. Fully God and fully man. But he laid that down. It talks about that in Philippians chapter 2 and other, other places. But it just, we, we, he was a man. And he had to depend on God the same way we need to depend on God. He depended on his father. And any, anything that he did, all the healings, all the miracles, everything he did, would be relying on the Holy Spirit and God. He relied on that. And so... Uh, we we need to rely on God too. If we're gonna, we should be doing. Jesus said we should be doing the same things He did, and even greater works than He did, because we have the Father, we have the Holy Spirit, we have Jesus, the fullness of God in us. It says in, in First John, I mean John chapter one verse sixteen that of His fullness we have received from grace to grace. It says in Ephesians three nineteen that when we know His love, there's that knowledge again, we will be filled with the very fullness of God. We can be filled with God. If you are filled with God, you have all the healing you need. You have all the provision you need. You have all the wisdom. You have all the power you need because you got the fullness of God. One of my favorite verses is Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us and He has anointed us to, I'm going to paraphrase it, preach good news, preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken hearted, to set the captives free. The list goes on and on. The Spirit of God is on the inside of us. If we're born again, if we're born again, we have the Spirit of God. The, the verse in Corinthians said, if we don't have His Spirit, you're none of His. We have His Spirit. We're born again of a new Spirit, of the Spirit of God. But we, we, but we need to know who we are. We need to, and because we are, we're no longer of the Spirit of Adam, we're now the Spirit of Christ. The second Adam, the last Adam, we're not born again of incorruptible seed, of corruptible seed, which is Adam. We're born again of incorruptible seed. I know some of this might go over some of your heads, but we're born again of a whole new seed, a whole new DNA, a whole new prototype. We're born of God. We are now a child of God. It says in First John chapter three, verse one, <coughs> it says, "Behold, what manner of love the Father has behold stood upon us that we should be." Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. It goes on to say in verse 2, we will be like him when we see him as he is. As we see God as he is, we will be like him. And all these scriptures, I'm quoting scripture because, and, because I've studied it. But we need to renew our mind to who we are. The word of God is a mirror. The Word of God says, You are all fair, my beloved. There's no spot in you. It says that in uh, Psalm of Psalms, uh, I think it's chapter 2, verse 4. I might have the reference wrong. But you are all fair, my beloved. There's no spot in you. You are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. There's over 300 scriptures that talked about who you are in Christ. We need to renew our mind. And when we, we have a regular diet of that, you know, if uh, Sherry and I, because we, there's some movies we've watched many times. There's some Star Wars movies, some Lord of the Rings movies. We, there's one movie we like, That Thing You Do. And we will quote line at the, uh, and different, throughout the day, we will quote a line. There's a, there's, there's some, a, a line from, from Narnia that I like uh, quoting, You have no imagination. You know, uh, I usually say in tongue-in-cheek and joking, but at the same point in time, it just... We quote these these lines from movies and shows we watch. Why? Because we we have we have listened to them over and over again, and they stuck. Well, when we have a relationship with God, or some, maybe sometimes you'll hang around a new friend, or you'll hear a new pastor, and you can hear them long enough. I mean, we'll hear, we'll be we'll make some quotes from Andrew from time to time, you know, or or, or, or some other speakers and and pastors that we like because we we hear them. Well, I spend a lot of time in the Word of God, so I'm quoting it all the time. 
But on a on a on a, on, a, on a flip side, there's some people that can they can quote me sports, they can quote me actors and actresses, they can quote me all kinds of trivia. You you can you can play tri a trivia pursuit with me and you'll win. I don't know trivia. I don't know actors and actresses. I don't know. Uh, I don't know trivia. You play Bible trivia with me, I'll I have a good chance of winning. Uh, because I just know the Bible. I don't know all of it, but I know a lot. Because I know it. I've studied it. You know, anytime I had a new job, I had studied that vocation and, and, and I knew the lingo. I knew the different things. But once I ended that job, I don't know it anymore. And I've had jobs where I've left and I went back and they said, well, you already know how to do the job. You worked here before. I worked here before, but I, 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 I forgot everything I knew. You're going to have to retrain me. I'll probably relearn it faster than I learned it the first time. But you're going to have to reteach me how to, to use the, the computer here and, and the cash register and different things. Because I just don't, I, I forgot it. I don't, I don't use it. I'm not plugged into it. I, I, don't, I don't recall. But we need to renew our mind. The word renew in the Greek means to renovate. If we were to renovate this house, we might change the windows. We might change the paint. We might... Uh, dock on a wall, put you know different things. We could do a total redo, makeover. There's shows like that. They do that. They they take ugly houses and do a whole makeover on that. But you know when you renovate something, you have a whole new look. And uh, we need to change the way we think. Well, how do we change the way we think? Because if we change the way we think, we're going to change the way we talk. We're going to change the way we act, and more importantly, we're going to change our identity. We're no longer a sinner. We're no longer not born again. We are now born again. We are now a child of God. And we're going to think differently. You know, a prisoner of war may come back from, uh, from, uh, from being tortured after months or years. And then they're free. But once they come back to their freedom, sometimes they're not free here. Sometimes they have that post-traumatic syndrome, whatever the case may be. And they're reliving the scene over and over again because they've been so programmed with that tortured our environment for so long. Well, we need to be uh, transformed by the renewing of our mind. We can be transformed like a caterpillar for the butterfly when we renew our mind to who we are. The Word of God is a mirror. As we see who we are in Christ Jesus, we begin to identify that's who I am in Christ. Yes, we don't, we don't just learn the, to learn the scriptures to learn who God is. Yes, but the Bible says we will be like him when we see him as if we're born of God. Like father, like child. We will be like God. We will do what Jesus did. We will do what Jesus would do. We will, like, we will think like him. We will act like him. We will behave like him. Because we begin to get to know him. We begin to identify. We got that knowledge. And through that knowledge, we begin to transform our mind. You know what? The way I've been thinking, that's not who I am. You know, I had an addiction for years. I'm not going to go into details of addiction because it's not pointless because it works for any addiction. But I had addiction for years and, and finally I just realized I'm the righteous God in Christ Jesus. And finally I realized if, if I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, Christ in me doesn't have this problem. And if Christ in me doesn't have this problem, then why do I have this problem? And once I got that revelation in my mind, I never had that problem ever again. I was set free. It's God who set me free, not me. I realized who I was. I realized Christ was in me. I began to renew my mind. Not, and, and, and instead of me trying to change the behavior from the outside in, I let my identity change from the inside out. And I, I was free. It set me free. I've seen people set free from, from, from bad lifestyles of different kinds because they began to know who they were. And when they knew who they were, they began to talk different. They began to think different. They began to identify different with who they were. And their behavior changed. The way they thought changed. Their attitude changed. And then eventually the relationships changed. And then all kinds of stuff. You know, because our attitude changed, our behavior changed, our finances have changed. Our health has changed. I haven't been sick since 2009. Uh, different things have changed. We've had some, our share of troubles, don't get me wrong. There are many other pictures of the righteous, but God would deliver them out of them all. But our, how we deal with problems is different. How we deal with hardship is different. How we de dealt with setbacks is different. 
We've had them. We've had plenty of brisket. We've had plenty of heartaches. Most of those have to do with people. <laughs> uh, because I can't control people. I can control me by the Spirit of God. I'm not responsible for how other people act. I'm responsible for how I act and how I behave. But how do I do that? I can't even do. I can't even change myself by myself. I can only change myself by the Christ, by the Spirit of God, when I renew my mind. Got something? No. No? Okay. I have a question. Okay. I know you, even though you close to you have a relationship with the Lord, and you, and you renew your mind, uh, where is Satan still attack you? Where is Satan attacks? Oh, well, Satan attacks the same way he attacked Adam and Eve in the garden. By using his words, by using mind tricks, by going after our mind. Because that that's one reason why knowledge of God and knowledge of the word is so powerful. Dave already touched. It doesn't just tell you who God is. It also tells you who you are. But when we don't know it, and Satan comes through wherever means, and he lies to us, did God really say he would help you through that? Did God really mean what he said by his promises? Um, or he'll do, put things in your head, you're worthless, why would anyone love you, you always make mistakes. Satan uses so many arrows to attack us, um, because he's the deceiver that that's one of his things is to deceive and he can play with our minds so that we don't realize that we're already more than conquerors through Jesus Christ but when we re realize that we're more than conquerors that we are children of the living God we we can we can overcome that right now he's still the God of this world, little g, not God, Heavenly Father, most awesome, almighty God, big G, but he's called uh, God of this world, and, you know, he, he goes throughout the earth uh, seeking whom he may devour. He, he wants to terrorize Christians. He want to, wants to terrorize people to keep away from the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That, that's what he wants. But it, it, when we renew our minds, we see in the, in the word, wait, all our enemies are our footstools. It says so in the word. I'm more than conquerors. Uh, I'm beloved. I'm accepted. You know, that's why we renew our mind because even though we are brand new creations, like Andrew talked about in 2 Corinthians 5, our minds are still in the habit of believing what our old man used to believe and think. So when we renew our minds, we are believing what our born-again spirits know in Christ. And our mind, our mind is easily swayed by our five senses, by what other people tell us. And so I might say, oh, my head hurts. I have a headache. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I'm not feeling good. But God's word says, by your stripes, you are healed. God's word says, you're more than conquerors. God's word says, I have given you authority in this earth. You know, there's so much that God's word says about us. But if we don't renew our minds, Satan can easily come in and sway us otherwise. You know, the battle's really in the mind. That's, Satan really is, he, he, yes, he is a God of his world, but he's a defeated God. His only power against us is deception. That's the only thing he can do. He can't do anything, but uh, and that's a, that can take a long time to, a little while to, uh, to explain all of that. But... His main, his main uh, attack is through our minds. Uh, you know, I could spend, again, several hours on this, but it just, uh, <clears throat> he deceives us. Paul said it this way, he says, I, I fear with the godly, uh, the godly jealousy that the same way that the enemy beguiled Eve, he will beguile you with the simplicity that's in Christ. 
It also says in Second Corinthians chapter ten, I think in verse four, that we have to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. If we don't renew our minds, if we don't and the Bible doesn't know we don't even guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. He will keep a he says he will keep a perfect peace through his mind is stayed upon him. If we are not careful with what we think about, what we dwell on, what we allow to come into our minds, uh, that's, that could be a, a good way for the enemy to come and pray us. How does the enemy pray us? It's one of the things Sherry just shared. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not good enough. Uh, people don't like me. Uh, I'm a sinner. Uh, different things. And some of these things, I mean, there's a difference between the Holy Spirit convicting you of a sin or, or to get your attention versus... Uh, the enemy coming and beating you over the head uh, and, and, and condemning you. You know, um, God wants to, and, and again, I'm hoping so many different uh, 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 rabbit trails here, but the mind is so powerful. The mind is a gateway. The Bible says a man thinketh so is he. Uh, you know, so we need to have healthy thoughts. We need to, if, uh, in other words, let me just say it this way. God tells me who I am. I want to be thinking about who I am according to what God says I am. He says I'm the righteousness of God. He says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, there's, there's many other promises and, and truths in God's word. I want to think about me how God says I am. Um, the Bible says in this way in Philemon chapter 1 verse 6 that that the communication of your faith becomes effectual as you acknowledge every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. I want to acknowledge every good thing that's in me in Christ Jesus so my faith becomes effectual. I, that means I don't want to acknowledge other things. He, he says, I trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path straight. And we acknowledge Him, He will direct our path, but we can also acknowledge other things. Other things that are not of God. You know, uh, God says he did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. God did not give us a spirit to worry about things. God did not give us a spirit about a fear, but a love and a sound mind. He gave us peace. He gave us joy. Uh, you know, uh, we don't need to be complaining about everything. We need to be rejoicing always. I'm not saying there's not a time to speak up and different things, but, but our mind needs to be stayed on him. Our, and there might be times where we... Where we have to battle, we have to do things, and we have to, to be angry and send not and different things. But our minds, is our mind focused on God or our, our mind mowing over the situation over and over again? I, I, I want to bring all of my thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Captive? What's that captive? A prisoner? Someone who's captive? Someone who's bound? Someone who's in jail? A captive? You know? I have to bring my thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. I, I want to bring my thoughts, all my thoughts, I have to bring into the obedience of, of Christ. Not my obedience, it's His obedience. What obedient, what, how is Christ obedient? He's, he was obedient to the cross. He was obedient. <coughs> Jesus said, no one takes my life, I gave my life. No one takes my life, I, I laid my life down. But he, he, he laid his life down obediently. He knew his purpose of coming. This child that was born unto us, this son that was given to us, would came to die for us. He came to die for us. And that was the reason why he came. When Jesus came to flesh, he came to die. But he was obedient in that. He didn't have to. He could have called the legions of angels. He could have called it off. He, could, he, could, he didn't have to die. But he chose to die. He was obedient. And I bring every thought captive to his obedience. Everything that he accomplished to the cross. And every circumstance I come to, uh, bills, finances, I bring it, Lord, you are my God. You said you are my provider. Everything that comes against me, uh, sickness, Lord, you said you are my healer. Lord, uh, this, per this person's attacked me. I have this, this conflict with this person. Lord, you are my peace. You are my wisdom. I bring everything to the obedience of Christ. I bring. I don't do it perfectly, you know. Uh, even this morning, I got frustrated about something. I forget now what it was, but I remember being frustrated, and I know my my thoughts weren't right, and my attitude wasn't right, and and and, and the moment I was handling it, and I even I let off some of that steam toward toward Sherry, uh, and uh, 
But, you know, in the moment, I was I didn't bring that thought captive. I, I handled the situation. And when I handled the situation, I got all festered. I got all bothered. I got all upset. And instead, I should have bring up my thought captives and allow, Lord, okay, this is the situation. How you want me to handle it? Okay, what's my response needs to be? I bring my thought captive. But but see see in my mind, my mind got frustrated. My mind, and I, I, I let the enemy have my mind for a few seconds, for a few minutes. And you know, I didn't bring that thought captive. Uh, he he got my mind. But you know. And that's where bitterness and, and strife comes comes in. Lot, most conflicts happen because of, of strife and envy and different things where people just mull over the, the problem. They don't forgive and they don't resolve and they don't reconcile. They let it fester. The Bible says in James chapter 3, verse 16, that where there's strife and envy, there's every evil work. If we allow the enemy to allow strife in our life and envy, he'll bring confusion and every evil work. But the, the the next verse says uh, the, the 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 fruit of the wisdom that's from above is peaceable. It's full. It's full of mercy, willing to be entreated without hypocrisy. Uh, it goes on. It's it, it's called it, it, it's it's and it goes on talks about the fruit of righteousness. But anyway, our mind is so powerful. I mean, we use our mind all the time. I mean, we worry about things. We think about things. We give things thought. We we. We can use our minds to dream. We can use our minds to for positive. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever, and it goes on, think on these things. Bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. We need to think. We need to guard our heart and mind. Back with the parable of the sower and the seed. Uh, I, I quote a lot, of, a lot from Matthew 13, but Mark and Luke also uh, tell the parable of the sower. And I forget which one tell, it says it which way. But at the end of the parable of the sower, Jesus makes a statement. One, one time he says it in Mark and one time he says it in Luke. I don't forget which one says which. But at the end of the parable of the sower, Jesus said, take heed what you hear. And in the other uh, book, he says, take heed how you hear. What we hear and how we hear it, it is gonna, it, it's part of that good seed or that soil cultivating it. We need to take heed what we hear. And we need to take heed how we hear it. I need to take heed, heed what I'm going to even put in this mind. We don't listen to the news. <laughs> we don't listen to different things like that. Most of it's not even news today. It's just so fake. It's so wrong. And it's so, it's so, and it's just, most of it's just lies nowadays. I don't listen to it. Now, I might scan at the headlines to find out what's going on. But even the headlines now I can't trust. I read, I get enough, I know what's going on, I know there's COVID, I know there's different things, I know some of the headlines, but I don't want all the, com I don't want it in my mind. I don't want to feed on that stuff. Um, but, and, and you know, uh, uh, there's other things I want to allow, I don't, I don't want to allow it in my mind. You know, gossip, I don't want to hear it. I don't want that, I don't want someone else to paint a uh, image in my mind about someone else and I, I mold that over. I don't want that in my mind. If it's not good, if it's not lovely, it's not edifying, I don't want to hear it. But I, I, I got to take heed what I hear. And I, I, I want to hear the Word of God. I want to hear good teaching. I understand I got to do business. I got to work and different things. I understand those things. But sometimes even then I need to recharge my mind. I need to replenish my mind. If I would sleep with some positive, with the Word, with different things, with the Spirit. So if I do, I will be a better worker. Because this mind can only handle so much so long. Uh, and so right now I'm building a website for somebody. And, 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 and I'm doing some other things. And so there's a lot in my mind. I have a lot of vision in my mind for this website. I have a lot of info, tech, tech, technology stuff in my mind. And so... And so it's just, a, a, you know, and, and that's, it's a good thing what I'm doing. Don't get me wrong. Because I'm, I'm building for another minister. So it's all good stuff. So, but at the same point in time, I, I, I have to balance it. And at least that's good stuff I'm doing, not some worldly uh, stuff that I have on my mind. But my point is, what do we, take heed what you hear, and then take heed how you hear it. It's good that I hear the Word of God, but how am I hearing it? Am I understanding what I'm reading? You know, if all we're doing is reading scripture and we don't really understand it, what good does that do? If you don't understand what you're hearing, what good does it do? You know, you got, you got, you know, as a child, I have to cut up my steak in bite-sized pieces or smaller. 
Now I, you know, my mom used to always tell me, chew, chew your food good, chew it up good. I forget exactly how she said it, but chew, chew it up good. You know, take enough, chew it enough. So we're in such a rush that we, we, we just uh, swallow our food whole almost nowadays, some people. You know, they just scarf it down their, their throats and, and we need to chew it. We need to enjoy it. We need to savor the, the flavor. You know, I know I do that with chocolate. I mean, I will savor that thing in my mouth till I have to swallow it. And it just melts and down, down, you know? I mean, I can do that with that. I can't, everything's not everything going to melt in my mouth. But at the same point in time, you know, but spiritually speaking, we got to guard what we put in this mind. There's a lot of politics and different things. We need to be involved with, to a certain level of politics. We, if we don't, uh, we'll lose our country. If we don't, things will get bad. Uh, but at the same point in time, we have to limit how much of that we're going to allow in our thinker. And that can't be the most dominant thought. We, I'm not saying we don't have something. We need to know something. Uh, there's a lot going on in our world today. A lot going on in our in our country, in our state. I, I'm not saying we don't need to be somewhat involved, have something. But we have to guard. And, I, and even then, who's telling me the information? If the, if the person telling me the information, a bunch of junk? A bunch of lies? Or is there someone I can trust? Because there's plenty of trustworthy people I can listen to get the gist of what's going on. Versus listening to a bunch of stuff that's my way and what 99% of it might not even be true anyway. And, I, and even then, I don't, want, I don't want to be so consumed with that. Uh, so there's a balance there. Where I'm not involved in my society, I'm not involved in my world, and I'm, you know, that part of the problems in my country is not so much there's so much evil, is that most, so many evangelicals and so many Christians haven't voted the last several, several decades. It's not just our country wouldn't be as bad as it was for a certain degree if, if Christians would vote and have moral values and different things. So in one sense, by your voting or by your lack of vote, you've actually voted. You've actually voted by not voting. We need the vote. We need to be involved to a certain level. You know? And, and I hope I'm making sense. But we need to also... Uh, uh, we, we, but our number one diet in our mind needs to be so saturated with God that it is when we hear other stuff, politics, different things, we can process it with the mind of Christ. And not with the natural mind. Because the Bible says a natural mind, to be naturally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I don't want a natural mind. I don't want to be naturally minded. The Bible says in Romans 8, 6, it says to be naturally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now we can we have some natural things to brush our teeth and do some things to function in this world. Some very natural, practical things and whatnot, and you know, we have to do our jobs, we're not so spiritually minded, we're not, no earthly good, but at the same point in time, the source, the main core of who I am, the main makeup of who I am, is going to be so permeated and saturated in who I am in Christ, and I have to, just like I got to charge my phone in every day, I got to ch charge all of our devices in, otherwise it's not going to be any good tomorrow. I got to plug back into the Word of God and the relationship. Uh, you know, just a five minute devotion every day is not enough. Try charging this for five minutes every day. See, that won't work. It won't. We, and I'm not saying, and I get sometimes things are busy and different things and, and some things are out of our control, but we need to have a regular diet. A regular diet. And there's a, a lot of different ways of, 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 of having that. And we, we, we make sure we eat every day. We make sure we, we get some sleep every day, and some, some people not so much, or not enough. But we need to, but even if we're struggling to spend time, we need, it need, there's a fight of faith. It's a fight. And we have to, we, there needs to be an urgency. There needs to be, and in one sense, a desperation to spend time with God. Especially in these last days. Especially with all the different voices out there. We have so many voices. 
We have our voice. We have the enemy. We have the Spirit of God. We have our spouse. We have our kids. We have our, our parents. We have good people who loved us and people who hate us. We have the world. We have society. Some is good. Some is bad. Some mean well, but they're wrong. Some mean well, but they're right. We have so many different voices. We have our own voice speaking. We have our own mind. We need the Word of God. We need the Spirit of God to cipher what's right, what's wrong. And we need the Word of God, we need the Spirit of God, the mind of Christ, to know what to throw out, what to receive. And even when we receive it, how we throw out the information, but we still love the person. We're still respectful. We're still mindful. But we just, you know, I love you. I love you, but you're wrong. I love you, but I'm not going to receive that. And, you know, or whatever the case may be. But we just, we need to, we need to guard our heart. The Bible says, guard your heart for all of it flows the issues of life. We, we need to guard it. But we, my, my point is, we need to, re but as we have a regular diet, we need to renew our mind to that. And there's some, <coughs> there's some things, I said, said this weeks ago, I don't know which Bible say it was, but there's some parts of our body that are essential. You know, if the paramedics had to come out and say I was unconscious, the first thing they're going to do is check my vital signs. They're going to make sure I'm breathing, and they're going to make sure my heart's beating. I might have a broken bone, I might have a gash, or, or something bleeding, and, and, and that's, that's, that's part of the Bible too. They've got to make sure I'm not bleeding to death. they gotta, they got to stop the bleeding, especially if it's, I'm losing too much blood. But they're going to make sure I'm breathing, and they're going to check my vital signs. And I'm going to make sure, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, and then they're going to be checking to make sure uh, I'm, uh, I'm secure enough. And then they might, mend, they might bandage and, and mend some bones and whatnot. Uh, when I, and it, uh, different things, but the first thing they're gonna do is make sure I'm 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 I can, I'm gonna live, <laughs> you know. The same thing spiritually. There's some there's some doctrine. There's some things in our lives that are vital. There's some things that are essential. My 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 my, my hearing, my my sight are essential, but I can still live without them. They're not vital signs. They are essential. I can't have a quality of life without eyesight. I can't have a quality of life without hearing. I can't have a quality of life without my legs and arms and different things. But I can live without them. I can't live without a heartbeat. I can't live without uh, 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 breathing. Uh, that makes sense? And there's some things that are a little less essential. They're still important. I believe if God gave it to us in our body, we need to have it. <laughs> but at the same point in time, sometimes some things uh, are not as essential as eyesight or hearing or whatever and my point my point my point being is that you know uh there's some things in our lives we need to make sure we have we at all else we have to guard this relationship above else my second relationship i have to guard above all else is this relationship husband and wife for those who are married otherwise there's some other relationships and whatnot and there's some other things we have to have a job we have to, we, there, there's some things that we have to do but I understand even this cannot get in the way of this. And I can't be so much this, I don't have time for this. There's a balance. That am I making sense? But whatever I spend the most time with, or, or, or value the most, is what I'm going to renew my mind to. I can go to church every day, but I value this more, or I value my job more, my vocation, my career, my family more. I go to church every day, but I don't value it as much. I might not be renewing my mind. I need to value the Word of God. Now, I, 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 that's not all I need to be doing. But that needs to be the, the core of who what I do. That makes sense. I don't eat all day, every day, but I need to eat every day. Okay, I need to do some hygiene every day, every week, uh, every so periodically. But it's not all I do. I, I need to sit under good teaching, but that's not all I do. I need to I need to do other things too. I might need to get some headlines and know a little bit what's going on in the world, but that's not all I do. Because uh, uh, I'm not going to renew my mind. Yes, well, I I know it's uh, eight o'clock, but just to add to what we've been uh, talking about this last uh, little bit about renewing our minds, you know, yes, to everything Dave said. But, you know, when, when, I'll just use me, when I renew my mind in the, in the word and see what God has to say about something, 
I can handle things a lot better. Yeah. I can handle conflict better. I, I mean, I know Dave little bit touched on, you know, how to res just respond to, to life and, and things that happen. But God's word and having a relationship with him and renewing our minds will help us to walk in the spirit and, and not walk after the flesh. And let me tell you, pointing fingers at me, when I walk in the flesh and I respond out of whatever a woman can respond, it is pretty much not is not going to be pretty. But when I respond how God would have me to respond, how Jesus responded in life and using his example for, for, for me to walk out my own life, I can handle conflict better. I can be a good wife, a good employee. You know, one of our favorite sayings, actually Dave originated this saying is, if, if I want to be the best husband there is, I'm going to have a relationship with God first. That will help me be that that spouse and be able to help my, my wife. Uh, you know, as David is speaking, the best thing I can do for my spouse, for my family, for my employer, for anyone in my life is for me to have a relationship with God. When we were in uh, Bible college our third year, we... we um, we're in a specific track that was for ministry and there were some CEO classes because ministry for those in ministry you know it's not just the ministry side of things there is also the business side of ministry you know we do need to pay the bills and different things for say a church building or what have you but and I dreaded it because to me my mind is not a CEO mind but those were one of, actually, uh, there was, I think, three teachers that were the CEO teachers. And those were some of my favorite classes that year because these were godly men taking the word of God and testifying of how they became successful in, in business <coughs> and how to do business correctly. God's way turned out to be just fabulous classes. Because God's word shows you how to succeed. It shows you how to respond in unpleasant situations. It, you know, it, it shows you how to have peace no matter what. Um, even in the book of Joshua in chapter 1, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success you know when we have the word of god come alive to us and we're meditating on it and and having that relationship with god we will have good success and prosper in the way we'll go even when circumstances or people come against us you know god god is you know wanting us to to be a success and that's why he's given us this book for knowledge of him that, that we have everything for life and godliness so that we can respond and live fruitful, abundant lives. Amen. I so much more I would like to share, but we're out of time tonight. So, uh, so uh, we need to digest that. So it didn't get as far as I wanted to, but that's okay. We're not a race. Um, so anyway, hopefully this was good. It was fruitful. Hope we can chew on it and, uh, let me just pray us out, Lord. We just worship you. We just thank you for your goodness. Lord, teach us. You are a teacher. So teach us how to renew our mind. Teach us how to have a relationship with you. Teach us how to balance this. How to balance the other voices that we have in our lives. Teach us these things. Teach us how to do it. And help us to do it. You're our helper. You're our teacher. You're our guide. Help us. And help us so we can be fruitful, we can be the beneficial, and we can experience your goodness in our life. We bless, we thank you, and we, we bless you. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless you. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you Sunday morning at 11 live stream, uh, 10.30 here live, and then uh, Sunday night at 6 o'clock for the True Nature Rap. So, all right.